through 5. It says this, When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am El Shaddai, God Almighty. Other translations say the all-powerful one, the God that's more than enough. Serve me faithfully and live, blame, live a blameless life. I will make a covenant with you by which I will guarantee to give you countless descendants. At this, Abraham fell face down on the ground. Sorry, Abram, Abram, he fell face down on the ground. And God said to him, this is my covenant with you. I will make you the father of a multitude of nations. What's more, I am changing your name. It will no longer be Abram. Instead, you will be called Abraham, for you will be the father of many nations. God, I just thank you for the rest of this time that we have together. God, I'm asking you that you would bring help like never before. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, growing up, I used to love to go to the grocery store with my mom because I did not want her to have to think or have to pick food items that I was going, not going to like. I wanted to get in there and fill that basket with things that I knew I wanted to eat. And so, um, but, but one of my favorite parts about going to the grocery store with her were uh, the little vending machines that were kind of by the exit doors as you were walking out. Y'all remember, it's, you know, your kids, well, these days probably not, but in the 90s, you know, you'd get quarters and you'd put them in there. They'd have stickers, they'd have little candies, like they'd have a bunch of little stuff there. And, and one of my favorite things to collect, uh, you couldn't find this like at at like a Vons or a Save Mart, you had to go to the grocery stores that were in Spanish. Uh, but what, what, what they had in these vending machines were these homies. They were these little homie figures. Do y'all remember the little homies? Come on now. The, the little homie figures. Like I, like I know your kids, they collect action figures, but these were action figures to me. They were little homies, and I, and I love to collect them. Yes, yes, this was, this was one of the ones I had collected. Um, and, and this one was one of my favorite. His, his name's Smiley. As you can see, there's a reason why he inherited that name because he has a really significant smile. Another one of the homies that, that I collected uh, was his name was Mousy. And, and Mousy was pretty awesome, too. Um, th this is Mousy here. For some of you, are like, that looks like my Theo. Yeah, that, that's Mousy right there. And uh, you can obviously tell where he got his name. Another one of the homies I really enjoyed uh, was this next one. He's a little bit rounder, but his name was Sapo. You may not know what Sapo is. You may think that's like a shoe store. No, this is actually the meaning of a frog. It resembles a frog. This, this is Sapo. Uh, this next one, don't put it up yet. I, I was never able to collect this. Ne this next one's Baby Joker. This is Baby Joker. No, go, you already put it up. This is Baby Joker. I never collected Baby Joker, but um, this is Baby Joker. Uh, Actually, that's Pastor Fred. Fred spoke three weeks ago here. Uh, he, he, I told him I was going to put this picture up. But these were, these were, the, these were the homies. These were the, the action figures that I would collect at the grocery store. These were, that's an awesome picture of Fred. These were the homies. These were the homies. And um, there, there's, there's something that I realized after collecting the homies is that their names were really, really intentional. Their names were not just how people identified them. Their names are what they resembled. You see, God understands the power in a name. God understands that names are, are, are absolutely powerful. God understands that words are absolutely powerful, that before words were used to communicate, words were used to create. Names are a big deal 
to God. So God's looking at this man named Abram, and before he leaves, he says, Abram, and one more thing, I'm changing your name. I'm changing your name. I'm changing your name to Abraham. Names have meanings. Abraham's name meant the father of many nations. When, when, when people call Abraham, what they're referring to is the father of many nations. Abram, I need you to re-identify yourself today. You're no longer Abram. You are now Abraham. Now, if I'm Abram, this is, this is going to rub me the wrong way. Because, God, you're wanting to call me the father of many nations, yet I don't even have a son. God, you're trying to call me the father of many nations, yet I'm 99 years old, and guess what? We don't have one kid to count for. You see, God is looking to do something in your life. But before he does something in your life, he has to do something on the inside of you. In other words, what God is, what God is telling Abram in this moment, Abram, before you get there, I need you to go there. Before you actually, actually taste the miracle, I need you to actually own the miracle. This is a picture of faith. Faith will call things that be not as though they are. Abraham, I'm not going to wait till you have a kid to call you Abraham. I'm going to call you Abraham in the midst of you feeling like an Abram. This is a picture of faith. And, and this is essential because every one of us has a thing in our life that we want to be better. We have areas in our life that we want to see improvement. We have areas in our life that we want God to really, really help us in. But the problem is, is that wishing does not access the promises of God. Crying does not access the promises of God. Complaining doesn't access the promises of God. Faith accesses the promises of God faith does. God's not keeping anything from you. Everything that you have, the door is wide open. It's accessible, but how you access it is through faith. What is faith? Abram, I need you to own it before you ever own it. Abram, I need you to own it right here. It needs to become a conviction on the inside of you before you ever actually experience it. I need you to own it. I'm going to call you Abraham, even when you feel like an Abram. This is a picture of faith. You need faith. If you need God's help, you need faith. Faith is essential. It's essential if you're going to access sand and stars. You know, for most of us, uh, the name change isn't really like a big deal. If I'm Abram, I'm like, hey, God, how about you forget about changing my name and just change my situation? You know, God, how about, like, I, like I get it, like you want me to call myself healed before I'm actually healed, but, but how about you just forget that and just, just heal me? Just heal me, and then it'll be a lot easier for me to call myself healed. A lot of us want to wait for our circumstance to define us. God's trying to define you so then you can go change your circumstance. It's called faith. Why is the name change a big deal? This, this is why the name change is so significant. Because if God answers your prayer without changing your name, ultimately you're going to revert back to the same problem that you were already in. In other words, Abram, if you can't own that you are Abraham today, if I give you the life of an Abraham while you're still an Abram, you will revert back to the life of an Abram. 
God is trying to get something to change on the inside of you. We want an external fix. God's like, we, it's going to start internally. This is why someone with a mindset of poverty can win the lotto and after six months be in a worse position that they were in before they ever got started because they never changed their name. God wants to redefine you. He wants to redefine you as the healthy one, as the strong one, as the peaceful one, as the anointed one. He wants to redefine you. He wants to redefine you if you can own it before you own it. I can promise you that you will see it happen in your life. It's a picture of faith. God has to change your name before he can change your situation. He wants to help your family big time, but he wants to change the name of your family before he can actually change your family. He wants things to change for the better, but he needs to redefine some of you first. Once he can redefine you, get ready, because things will begin to change in your life life. Abram, you're no longer Abram. You're Abraham. You're Abraham. You are the father of many nations. I know, but I don't have a kid, but you're the father of many nations. He changes his name to something profound, sand and stars. This isn't just like, hey, you're going to be the father of like one kid. No, you are going to have the biggest family on the planet, Abram. You're going to have the biggest family on the planet. Look at the stars. Can you count them? No. Look at the sand. Can you count it? No. That's how big your family is going to be. I love how God introduces himself before he changes Abram's name. God, God shows up, and before he changes Abram's name, he says this. Hey, it's me, El Shaddai. Hey, it's me, El Shaddai, the all-powerful one. Why is God introducing himself to Abram before he changes Abram's name? Because before I tell you what I'm about to do in your life, it's going to be so big, it's going to be so crazy, it's going to make you mess your pants. I need to introduce myself because if I don't, you're going to have trouble believing what I'm about to call you. God's about to change Abram's name to Abraham, but he's like, listen, before I tell you what I'm about to call you, before I tell you what I'm about to do in your family, before I tell you what I'm about to do in your business, before I tell you what I'm about to do to your mind, it's going to freak you out. So before I tell you what I'm about to do, let me tell you who I am. I am the all-powerful one. I am El Shaddai. Why is he saying that? Because what God is about to tell you is going to freak you out because it's going to be so big and he wants to make it clear it's not by your strength but it's by the strength of El Shaddai Abram I am El Shaddai I'm El Shaddai you need to know this you need to know who your God is because if you don't you will always limit yourself to man's expectations so many of us in this place we're just we're just hoping for things to get better God is thinking sand and stars there are some of you in this place, some of you watching right now, your record is so bad, you don't even apply for jobs out there anymore. But I'm, t I'm here to tell you, God, it, God is doing something so big, God is doing something so great, and he wants you to know before you start dreaming that he is the all-powerful one. He's the, he's the all-powerful one. He's the all-powerful. I need to know this before I get in the game. 
I need to, because God's going to drop. You were, you were hoping for doctors to find a medication just to kind of keep you going. God's looking to heal your body where there's no trace of disease inside of you. You were looking for your kid just to show up to church one day. God is looking to set your kid free and to use him to preach the gospel to the ends of the earth. Sand in stars. You've been believing for one business. God has a corporation in mind. Sand in But it's too big. I know. That's why I told you Amel should die before I told you what I'm about to do in your life. He's the all-powerful one. He's the all-powerful one. God does not play by man's rules. He doesn't play by man's rules. God could have showed up to Abram when Abram was in his 30s, when having a kid was feasible. I mean, let's stretch our faith, God. He could have showed up to Abram when he was at least 60. Abraham is a 99-year-old man, a 99-year-old man at this point. And he's looking at a situation. He's being called Abraham, but he's 99 with no kids. What does that say about God? God is not governed by man's limitations. He's the all-powerful one. You may, not, you may not be able to connect the dots. God doesn't need you to connect the dots. Can, can I tell you something? God does not need your help. God needs your obedience. I'm, I'm going to say that one more time because, because some of you got a picture of sand and stars. Now you're trying to figure out how it's going to happen. God does not need you to make it happen. He just needs your obedience. I'm not, I don't need you to try to figure out how it's going to happen. I just need your obedience. I need you to take the steps I'm asking you to take. Stop trying to be me and just be who I've called you to be. I'll take care of the rest. So don't panic. When God tells you or he drops in your spirit what he's about to do in your life, don't panic. It's not your job to figure out how it's going to happen. He doesn't need your help. He just needs your obedience. He's, he's El Shaddai. He's El Shaddai. And you need to own that today before you leave this place. Because as your faith starts to grow, doubt's going to want to creep in. And if you haven't established that he's the all-powerful one, you will cave into doubt and you will settle for less. He is the all-powerful one. The all-powerful one can rescue your kids. The all-powerful one can turn your situation around. The all-powerful one can do it in a day. He's the all-powerful one. You're Abraham. Hey, but I'm also the all-powerful one. He changes his name from Abram to Abraham. And that's like really exciting. And Ben, you can come help me. We're not wrapping this up, but you can just come up here and help me, Tav, or someone. The all-powerful one. He changes his name from Abram to Abraham. He's wanting to change your name before he changes your situation. He's calling you something different today. You've identified yourself as something your entire life, but God's redefining you Today, he's redefining you so he can redefine your situation. But what do you do when you leave church? What do you do when service ends and you go home and you look in the mirror and God's calling you Abraham, but you still look like an Abram? What do you do on Tuesday when God's called your kids blessed, but they still look like the curse? What do you do next week? When God says, with long life, I'll satisfy you, but the doctor's report says different. What do you do when God has called you Abraham, but you still look like an Abram? What do you do when God calls you Abraham, but you still feel like an Abram? Um, 
this next point is easier said than, than done. And I just want to state that up front because the reality is, if I'm being honest, most of us are going to struggle big time with this next point. The name change. Abram had been called Abram for 99 years. 99 years. And on a dime, God switches it and says, now your name is Abraham. When I was in sixth grade, my basketball coach, he started calling me by, by my last name, which is Nava. Nava. Some of you thought that was my first name. Nava. It's my, it's my last name. Well, anytime I was introduced to people or I went to different schools, they would say, hey, this is, this is Nava, and I would never correct them. It is what it is. My name's Andrew, but you're looking at me like, why'd, you not, why'd your mama name you Nava? No one ever asked, but it was Nava. So everyone called me Nava, 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 Nava. My senior night, we all had these cool banners made. Everyone had their first and last name. Mine just said Nava. In the newspaper, I was so excited we won the championship here in the Central Valley, but it didn't say, it just said Nava. And, and so then I meet my wife, and before she was my wife, she just knew me as Nava, but we got married, and she's like, I can't call you Nava anymore. That's my last name too. I gotta start calling you Andrew. So we'd be here at church, and we're talking, and I start mingling with people, and she's like, hey, Andrew, Andrew, we got Andrew, 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 we got a Nava, and then I turn around. When you've been called something for so long, when you've been identified as something for so long, it's going to take a lot of intentionality and discipline to stop responding to Abram. Why is this going to be hard for some of you? Because many of you have identified yourself as a sick person for a really long time. Many of you have identified yourself as a loser for a very long time. So when God changes your name, it's going to take intentionality, and it's going to take discipline that when you hear Abram, no, I'm Abraham. Abram, no, I'm Abraham. Abram, no. I'm Abraham. It's going to take a lot of discipline. It's going to take a lot of trust. If you want to experience sand and stars, you're not just going to have to get a new name. You're going to stop to, you're going to have to stop responding to your old name. You can't respond like an Abram anymore. You're an Abraham. This is hard, but you can do it. It's going to take intentionality. It's going to take discipline. We don't like that, that word discipline. It's going to take discipline. You're going to have to retrain yourself to stop responding like you have for the past 99 years. I'm not who I used to be. I am who God says that I am. Can I tell you what's going to happen on Monday? You're going to have the temptation to respond like an Abraham, and you're going to have to say, stop, no, no. I'm not an Abraham. I'm an Abrahams don't respond like that. Abrahams don't treat their wife like that. Abrahams don't speak death over their kids like that. Abrahams don't freak out when a pandemic is going on. Abrahams don't yield to fear. Abrahams are not stingy. Abrahams are not afraid of death. Abrahams have a purpose. Abrahams walk in hell. Abrahams with long life, God will say, I, I gotta make it, I, I gotta do this. And it's gonna be a challenge. But we can do it. For me, one of the greatest struggles in my life that I've dealt with for a long time has been fear. It's been fear, the spirit of fear. Since I was a kid, I'd have panic attacks. Panic, I'd panic. 
And I thought as I got older that it'd just go away, but no, it got worse. I had kids and it's like that spirit just got bigger. And then I look at my kids and they start acting like I did when I was five and I'm not even having story time about what I was doing at five, but they're, why? Because it's a spirit and it's attaching itself to my kid. And I'm like, yo, I can't do this. Well then Andrew, stop responding to fear. Stop responding like an Abram and start responding like an Abraham. This is what you do when you are in this process called time. The name has been changed, but you're not an Abraham yet on paper, and you're in the middle. You have to stop responding to the things that you used to respond to. Find accountability. Find my wife, and I'm horror. I still mess up. Andrews, don't do that. Fear's dry. Don't do that, Andrew. Don't. You're not an Abram. You're not an Abraham, you're an Abraham. You need accountability, you need the right people in your circles. And also, let me let you know something. A lot of you don't have a lot of church friends and you're gonna be around a lot of people that are always gonna call you Abram. They're not gonna call you Abraham until you have the Abraham kind of life. Don't get mad at those people. They don't see what you see. You have to, you're gonna have to make a conscious decision. When you leave that company, you may have to go lock yourself in the restroom, look in the mirror and say, I'm not an Abram, I'm an Abraham. I'm an Abraham, I'm an Abraham. You're going to have to talk yourself into it. No one's going to believe it. I went to youth camp. My life changed forever. I knew God had a plan for my life. I knew God had a purpose for my life. And I tried to verbalize it to people. Guys, God wants to do an Abraham in my life. He's changing my name. <laughs> Andrew, it's a face. You're Abram. It's just you're an Abram. You're an Abram. And I had to be really intentional leaving those conversations, not being mad at people that didn't see what I saw, but I'd have to go back to a quiet place and remind myself who God says that I am. Today, you are not what you feel. You are not even what you think. You are who God says that you are. You are not what you feel. You are not what you think. You are who God says that you are. He changes his name from Abram to Abraham. He lets Abraham know who he is because it's going to be so big. You need to know how big your God is. But then Abraham, I need you to stop responding like an Abram. I believe if we can do this, that heaven will meet your earth. I believe if we can do this, the true change that you've been praying for will absolutely happen. I love this song that we're going to sing. It talks about miracles, God's ability God has his part, but don't get it twisted. We have our part. But don't get this twisted. Your part is not God's part. God does not need your help. God just needs your obedience. And if you can do that, you will experience true change in your life. I want to invite you to stand to your feet because I believe that some of us in this place, we just have to make some adjustments. You may not even know what it looks like. Just keep coming back. Keep coming back. Don't, don't negate showing up to church. You have no idea who you're going to meet in three weeks. It's going to be a relationship that changes the game for you. God can do so much. For those online, keep tuning in. Keep tuning in. You have no idea what God's going to do in your household. This, this song talks about miracles, and I truly believe that God wants to do miracles in our life. But before God can do miracles in our life, he needs to do one right here. He wants to change your name today. 
And during this song, I want to just invite you to open your heart to God. All you may say is, God, I just don't want to be who I've been. God, I want more. God, I want better. God, help me. That open window that you, you create for God can be everything that he needs to start the work in your life. Let's pray. God, today we just acknowledge you as the miracle maker. God, I ask you that you would begin to do miracles in the life of these people. God, today we surrender our old identity and we embrace who we are. We are not what we feel. We are not what we think, but we are who God says that we are. And we thank you for that in your mighty and your powerful name. God, we worship you in this place today. We call you faithful. We call you just. You are so good, God.
your eyes and bow your heads right where you're at. There are people in this place whose lives are going to change right now in this moment. Maybe you're in this place today and you feel like really, really far from God. God has been more of an idea, but you don't have a relationship with him. I want you to know today that God has a plan for you. God absolutely loves you, and God wants you to know him on a personal level. You may be saying, how is that even possible? You don't know me. You don't know the things that I've done. How can a perfect God want anything to do with someone as flawed as myself? That is the beauty of Jesus Christ. Jesus was perfect. Jesus did what you could not do. Jesus went and took the punishment that belonged to you. He said, I'll take it for them because I want them to know God like I know God. All you have to do in this place is put your confidence not in your own ability. You got to put your confidence in the perfection and the love of Jesus. He paid the price for you to know God today. And all you have to do is call upon the name of the Lord. The Bible says all that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you can believe this in your heart and you can confess this with your mouth, It's a done deal. If you want to receive Jesus in this place, I'm going to ask you to make a bold move, and I'm going to ask you to slip your hand in the air. If that's you in this place, you want to get right with God today, would you raise your hand? I want to know who we're praying with. I see those hands. I see those hands. I see those hands. I see these hands. I see those hands, and I see those hands. I want you to know today that you have a church that has been praying for this day for a really long time, and we're going to pray a prayer as a family, and we're going to call upon the name of the Lord together. Would you repeat this after me today? Would you say this online? I know there was people online that made a decision for Jesus. Would you repeat this after me today? Say this. Say, Jesus, today I surrender my life to you. I believe that you lived for me, and I believe that you died for me, and I believe that God rose you from the dead for me. Today, I call you my Savior, and I make you my Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we celebrate with everyone that made that decision? Thanks for listening. If this impacted you and you'd like to partner with us, go to celebrationchurch.cc give to help us reach people with the message of Jesus.